You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Hide me in your glory. Again, hide me in your glory. That's the title of this devotion. For me, that is quite a powerful reality in which I live day and night, not only as a deterrence and resistance and keeping power against all the forces of darkness in this world, the unclean and unholy and evil spirits in this world, that they cannot touch me, that they cannot communicate with me and make me aware of their thoughts and feelings. I don't want to know them. I don't want to have any communication with the unfruitful unfruitful works of darkness, Ephesians 5 verse 8. But that I also am being kept, you know, hidden in His glory from my own human self-consciousness or the praise of man, the adoration of man. The adoration of man, while I want to always be kind to people when they say thank you or wow, that was amazing, then I want to say thank you for sharing that with me. So I want to show respect and appreciation to people who want to thank me, but I don't want it to touch me. I don't want it to get in me that I start looking for it, that it has, because it can become like an opium. It can become addictive where you become addicted to the praise of man. I don't want to know that. I don't want to have any thought of it. I don't want to have any feeling. And one of the signs <coughs> that it's trying to get into you is that you feel a bit disappointed when you don't get it. That shows you it's already to a certain level in you because you're hungering for it. You're needing it. You're wanting it. I don't want to need it. I don't want to want it. I don't want to feel it. I want to be kept from it, right? Hide me in your glory. I want to be hidden from those feelings in His glory. I only want to know God glorified in me through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the rule of my life. I only want to know God glorified in me through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the rule of my life. And that is from John chapter 14, that thought. So let me open with you in Isaiah chapter 6. I had mentioned that in an earlier devotion this week. And I want to just read it to you. And if I could just put you in the picture real quick. Isaiah, I believe, served five kings, I believe. And he served here in this chapter 6, King Uzziah, who had just died. And now his son Jotham at the age of, I think, 25. However, King Solomon became king when he was 20, so it's not unusual for kings to become kings at a very young age. And he became king, Jotham. And Jotham was okay. And then Jotham, I think, had a son called Asa. I'm not 100% sure if I'm giving the right sequence, who really wasn't very good. Uh, And then his son was Hezekiah who was phenomenal, really, in many ways. Some ways he needed. And then the next king, I think, was the one under which Isaiah was martyred. He was sawn in two, as it says in 
Hebrews 11 verse 34, I think it is. And that refers to Isaiah, most people believe. But Isaiah served for a very long time, mostly as a scribe. But he was called the evangelist of the Old Testament. He is called the evangelist. His 66 chapters of his book are absolutely phenomenal. And I love the spirit of this precious man because Uzziah was after a time of kings that just every time made a horrible spiritual mess of the nation. Uzziah was turning the nation back to God and turning the nation back to God with his policy. So, oh, thank you, Lord. We finally have a king who is helping the nation turn back to God. Leadership can make all the difference in the direction of a nation. And don't ever think you can be a leader without being held responsible for the direction the nation goes in. No, no, no less being a pastor and not being held responsible for the direction of your church. If you're the pastor, God holds you responsible. And that's just the way it is. And it should be so. And Isaiah, when Uzziah, the king, had died because he became a leper, and that's a story in itself, Oh, he was brokenhearted. What are we going to do now? Jotham, yes, he's nice, but uh, there's not much character there. There's not much character there. He's not a David. He's okay, but he's not a David. There's just the passions David had. We couldn't sleep. Uh, what is it? Um, oh, Psalm, Psalm 132, where David couldn't sleep and he wouldn't go to his bed until he had found the place uh, for the dwelling place of the Most High among God's people. And everybody heard about it, how David was so passionately dedicated to find a dwelling place for God among his people. And Jotham didn't have that same passion. He, he was divided in his nature. He was a bit indifferent. He was a bit lazy spiritually. And he was okay, but but not a, not a David. And so Isaiah, he's crying. He's crying. Now, I find that quite a holy kind of crying. May we have this kind of weeping today. May we be the people, come on pastors, you that join me on these devotions, ministers, you members of the congregation that join me, may we have the heart of David, the heart after God that says, Lord, glorify yourself among your people. Father, glorify yourself in your body, your church. We are your church, your body, individually as well as corporately. Father, glory, and that you just cannot be indifferent about it, that you have a David heart. Read Psalm 132, the first six verses. So here, Isaiah, he's crying, and he's, he's crying the right kind of crying, and look what happens, okay? Chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, with two he flew. And one cried to another, said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the trice holy, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with tongues from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, your sin is purged, is atoned for, is covered, is not visible, it's invisible. God covered sin until the day of Jesus because he knew Jesus was coming to take it away. Oh, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Now, isn't that absolutely phenomenal? From one moment, I feel cut off. I feel I'm done. Woe is me. I'm a stranger to this holy, heavenly life to send me to represent it because he got touched by it. Oh, how we need to continuously have the touch. Oh, come on, friends. Have the Holy Ghost touch. Taste and see that the Lord is good, for there is no want for those who fear him. Psalm 34. Oh, that you feel that holy <coughs> divine influence I talked to you about yesterday. You feel that holy divine influence. You know that divine seal upon you of the Holy Spirit dwelling within your members and you are rejoicing in the fullness of his life continuously so you can represent him. And Jesus said in John 12, 38, Isaiah saw my glory with the Father and said, Lord, who would believe me if I tell him of this life? Even if I do your miracles, they would not believe. That's the living Bible. The King James, New King James says, To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And who has believed the report of the Lord? And friends, we must not just be people who talk about it, but people who embody it and show it to others. We must show it to others. So let me take you here to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That no flesh, verse 29, should glory in his presence. For of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That scripture is to me so obvious what it means. That there is nothing of my natural nature visible in his presence, that I am fully clothed with Jesus, who is wisdom, righteous sanctification and redemption, that I glory before the Father in the Son in me, that I speak of the Son in me, I speak of the life of the Son in me. Oh, come on, dear friends. Stop complaining about your fallen nature. Complaining is one of the five sins of the children of Israel in the wilderness. Stop it in Jesus' name. Stop it. Say, Father, I repent of all my complaining. 
Father, I will not complain about myself anymore. I will rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Father, I will rejoice in the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the light and the lifter of my head, the light of my life and the lifter of my head, my glory, my glory, Psalm 3, verse 3. You are my shield, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Oh, friends, hide, hide me in your glory, Father. Hide me, Lord. I don't want to know self. I don't want to know any other spirit. I don't want to know self or any other spirit. I only want to know you in all I am and say and do. I want to know you. I want to perceive you. I want to recognize and acknowledge you in all that I am. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Come on, folks. I'm not just talking stuff here. This is the living, life-giving word coming into your hearts and into your minds by the Holy Spirit, stirring you up, waking you up to live from above, to live in the divine influence and seal and to be hidden in his glory. Jesus said in John chapter 5, no, John chapter 8, verse 50, I am not in search of honor for myself. I do not seek and I'm not aiming for my own glory. There is one who looks after that. He seeks my glory and he is the judge. <coughs> if I were to glory, verse 54, myself, if I were to glorify myself, magnify praise and honor myself, I would have no real glory. For my glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must come to me from my Father. It is my Father who glorifies me, extols, magnifies and praises me of whom that you say that he is your God. Oh, I love these thoughts. Come on, friends. Hide me. Hide me in your glory. Begin to pray it. Hide me, Father. I don't want to know myself after the flesh. I'm crucified and dead and buried with Christ in water baptism. I'm risen to newness of life to live to your praise and glory for all that you have made me in Christ and all that you've made Christ in me, my wisdom, my righteousness, my sanctification and redemption. It's Jesus in me. It's Jesus. Father, I glorify you through Jesus in me. I am conscious of Christ in me, the hope of glory. I'm conscious of your majesty and your splendor and the excellence of your person in me. Oh, Father, I love knowing, perceiving and recognizing you in all that I am and say and do. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 37, the Father who sent me himself has testified of me. Let me read it to you from the King James 537. The Father himself who sent me has testified of me. And you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. You do not know, you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent you do not believe. You search the scriptures for them you think you have eternal life, but these are David's testified about me. But me you're not, <clears throat> but you are not willing to come to me that you may have the life you see in me. <clears throat> I do not receive honor from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of my Father in you. I have come to you in my Father's name, but you will not receive me. I've come to you representing my Father, but you will not receive me. If another comes in his own name representing merely himself, you get all excited. How can you believe 
that I come from my father, my father is in me. When you receive honor from men rather than the honor that comes from the only true God. So here it comes in closing. As you desire to know the glory of your Father and be hidden in that glory, and that's what you pursue, that's what you exist for, that's what you were created for, that's what you're born and living for every day afresh and anew, you're being renewed to the inward man daily to know Christ in you, the hope of glory, to know the Father surrounding you with His divine nature and character, you're going to recognize it in others. You're going to see it in others. Oh, I so pray that the Holy Spirit so infuses this desire in you. You know, in John chapter 13, verse 30 and verse 31, Judas is leaving the room to go and betray him to Caiaphas, the high priest. And Jesus, when Judas left the room, said to his disciples this, Now the Father is going to receive great glory by what he will be able to accomplish in and through me. And when the Father receives glory by what he works in and through me, he will grant me to share his glory. And when I share his glory, he will glorify me with himself immediately. Now, if you could catch that little thought and begin to meditate on it, believe, believe with all your heart that by what the Heavenly Father is working in you and through you, He is going to receive glory, right? Even if the going is tough, even if you don't understand why you go through what you go through, even if it's unfair, unjust. It says in in the book of Acts, in his suffering, justice was denied him. In his suffering, justice was denied him. What Jesus went through, but he believed that no matter what he was going through, the Father would receive glory. And that when the Father would receive glory, he would grant Jesus to share that glory. And when Jesus shared the Father's glory, the Father would glorify him with himself immediately. Now we know that the Father was glorified when Jesus was lifted up on the cross. Because he said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. How amazing when you begin to learn the ways of our loving Heavenly Father, embrace all suffering, just or unjust, as an opportunity for the Father to work amazing glory in you and through you. And when you're suffering the pains, and you say, Father, I trust you. Father, be glorified. Father, to thine is the kingdom and the power of the glory. Father, Father, I trust you work all this together for good to the praise and glory of your name. Father, I commit myself wholly into your hands. Father, I trust all that I am and have to you, for you are 
You give me all that I need. My life and future is in your hands. Father, I commit it to you. Father, I trust you. Father, I thank you for receiving glory and all that I may say and do. Father, the spirit of grace and glory will begin to manifest in you. And when the spirit of grace and glory begins to manifest in you, the Father will grant you to share that glory. And when you share that glory, bam, you're in a new place. And we will go, as it says in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18, we will go from one degree of His glory to another by His Spirit at work in us, conforming us to His image. Wow. Amen. Have a good day.